1: Welcome back, everybody. Tom Rose, Gary Bauer, with you. Uh, another exciting edition of the Bauer and Rose Show, right here on Sirius XM, the Patriot Channel One Twenty Five, the Bauer and Rose Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm let's thinking. Not, um, let's, let's make a pledge
0: to not make it
1: exciting, Tom. I, I I'm, I cannot take exciting. Okay, so then why don't we launch immediately into our version of the favorite Fox News? Uh, editorial segment common ground where we find a Democrat <laughs> and a Republican to agree on um, uh, critical vital issues of the day like uh, uh, resuscitating the metallic yarn industry that um, and they promote I don't know why I'm on this you are the one that originally yes uh, alerted me to this because I don't really watch Brett bear anymore it's just we're we're now in stage two, Tom, of this whole
0: thing. I brought this to your attention, and you now are obsessed with it. But you, this is just stage two. You still acknowledge that I brought it up. In another month, you'll say, Gary, I want to bring up something you probably don't know about, <laughs> which is this common ground segment. on Fox." Yeah, News. why don't
1: you give folks a, a background on what this is? Because um, you obviously – Uh, know more about it than I do. Too many times a week, this Brett Baer broadcast on Fox, which is an hour, a a 60-minute news show, or should be a 60-minute news show, something very, very rare, almost extinct in the cable news business, Uh, a big, uh, big... Segment of this show, and they promote the daylights out of it oh my God, is uh, common ground where Americans want compromise, we want common ground we want <clears throat> we want people to come together, we want unanimity, uniformity, so they find a Democrat and a Republican to agree on an issue of utter triviality i, I You know, they agree on the 65 mile an hour speed limit on the beltway or just utter trivia, utter utter nonsense.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're you're uh, you're absolutely right. If if TV existed in the uh, 1850s, Fox would breathlessly announce that. Uh, this coming Friday, they're going to have on the common ground segment, uh, Abraham Lincoln and Senator Douglas to discuss a joint effort they're making to increase street lighting outside the Capitol <laughs> building. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best I could come up with. No, that's, a, that's,
1: that's, that's pretty good. I, I watched last night and I just was thinking of, you know, Bauer, there's, I bet you Bauer's going insane, going nuts. There's a lot to talk about. Um, The border, uh, we definitely want to get into, but I want to start with something I know that will be near and dear to you, and that was this just incredible, stunning federal court um, uh, conviction yesterday of these six pro-life Christians found guilty of the heinous crime of singing violent white supremacist uh, assault hymns uh, three years ago to try to discourage birthing people from terminating their offspring. They now face up to 11 years in prison. It's now a crime. We're now imprisoning people for suggesting that abortion might be morally objectionable. Uh, They were convicted of violating the FACE Act that was intended to protect abortion clinics from any public comment. But as Mike Lee pointed out, uh, the FACE Act was never intended or written uh, or faced any possible chance of passage in the 90s when the Democrats back then at least pretended to care about life. The FACE Act, as uh, Senator Lee pointed out, prohibits three things. Uh, vandalizing or impeding access to abortion clinics, which is what these six people were convicted of. Vandalizing or impeding access to houses of worship churches or synagogues or mosques and three vandalizing or impeding access to pregnancy centers. Now
0: pregnancy centers for our
1: audience are
0: the opposite of abortion. Right, centers. right, uh, right. Their pregnancy centers are set up by usually church groups uh, that provide aid and assistance to
1: women who, who are want to bring their babies to term. Um, exactly. For pregnancy um, well, after interrupting me now, I'm totally. Li- Here's my question. Because the only time I ever get to speak is at the beginning of the show. So I got So I got it. I got to get this out I'm there. I'm going to abort you right now if you keep up. <laughs> guess, guess how many FACE Act violations of the second and third type have been prosecuted by the Biden DOJ. Lots of churches have been vandalized. Even more synagogues have been vandalized. The federal government I- itself blocked access to churches and synagogues during COVID. Wow!
0: Now that hey, uh, in, in the um, in the score, the folks we keep an unofficial Tom and I keep an unofficial uh, running score of who comes up with incredible points, and it's been a little embarrassing. It's that kind of embarrassment you feel. Like when your son's team uh, is playing another team and the score is 100 to three and uh, your son's team keeps pouring it on. So I'm glad that Tom finally scored the bucket here. That is a very astute observation
1: that our own government, in fact, violated the Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um let me just throw this out there, and I'll let you run. Uh, it does remind me somewhat of the Ravens Chiefs game the other day in terms of time of possession on the Bauer and Rose show. Um, the, Bauer in this scenario is the Chiefs. I think they had the ball like forty one minutes or something, and the Ravens had it nineteen or tw- something like that. That's the ratio. I mean, I'm I'm aspiring toward that ratio uh, to get you know a third of the words in. Go ahead. Uh, okay you you you've now <laughs> lost the point that I put up for your
0: other great point <laughs> because of that bad point it's <laughs> that that that's right? a
1: fifteen yard penalty and a loss of down that's uh yeah, that's a, that's a lo- loss of four downs <laughs> is what that is. that is uh
0: uh no look uh we're joking around but i um i'm I'm in a sort of bad mood today, and one of the things that put me in a bad mood that's is un, that's I, unusual as i was, as I was uh, thinking about this story i uh, you know, I've written a few things about it, uh, but this morning I, I saw a place where they had put up a video of these uh, threats to public safety, this, uh, this group of 15 Christians uh, that were engaged in what used to be called during the civil rights movement, a sit-in. They weren't sitting in inside the abortion clinic. They were sitting in in the hallway outside of the abortion clinic. And they were singing, not very well, uh, I must say. I could have fit in <laughs> on this impromptu choir. They were singing, those some, uh, some uh, very uh, traditional and, and very uh, lovely Christian hymns. Um, you, this was the most unthreatening group of people you could possibly imagine. And as you have said, Tom, without any exaggeration, they're facing the possibility of spending a decade in jail. And it's not just a possibility because a similar group was arrested and already tried in record speed right here in Washington, D.C. Uh, and they've uh, some of them have already been sentenced to the kind of sentences uh, you would expect to be meted out. I was going to say to rapists, but no, rapists don't really get. You know these days rapists can always come up with "I had a bad childhood now, these are the kind of sentences that get to people that that, in an unauthorized way, walked into the capital of the United States, otherwise known as the people 's house uh, Just
1: no people better go in there. Um, protected, by the way, by the same concertina wire that the federal government now yeah. wants to remove from our southern border. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll cordon off the people's house with concertina wire to prevent the people from entering, uh, if only they would do that on our southern border. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah. now I'm I'm going to have to um, do a minor correction because you said that, that um, you, first of all, you're absolutely right. There have been no charges brought uh, against... Um, the the people that have vandalized crisis
1: pregnancy centers as we used to call those centers um and there there was no vandalism in the in the Nashville no, case they didn't no. even impede access they didn't block the door they were lined up along the dual hallways of the door singing as you said that was Gary Bauer who said they sang poorly um uh, 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 christian they hymns no
0: musical accompaniment and so <laughs> Uh, And they were very—you could tell even by their singing. These were not, in any way, shape, or form, militants. Because militants would, you know, they would, uh, they, they would, they would just be screaming something like the song of angry men, you know, something from Les Mis. These were not revolutionaries. These were the kind of people that if you had any of them for a neighbor, you you would be happy because they would. Watch your house for you when you went out of town. If you went out of town and your wife was still home, you wouldn't worry about any of the men that were involved in this thing trying to take advantage of your wife in your absence. These are the kind of people that we would refer to as salt of the earth. But because they are morally troubled by the notion that America can't be America unless it kills Somewhere around a million preborn babies a year, uh, and they wanted to make a, a moral statement about that. Uh, they're considered
1: outlaws. That's. The, I think that's the issue. Is the the um, absolute inability of anybody on the left, and they are the ones that hold all the positions of power in our major institutions. In this case, uh, our judicial system of of the tolerance that they claim they are the apostles of. There's no tolerance whatsoever for any dissent from left-wing liberal orthodoxy, and you'll go to prison. Uh,
0: no no question about it. And that is the message that's being sent. In addition, it probably takes, you know, I think there were uh, a dozen people involved in this. It also takes probably a dozen uh, Republican voters off the table, you know, Although I guess the Democrats do believe felons can should be allowed to vote. So maybe they'll be allowed to vote. Maybe they will be felons. Maybe they'll pass a law that says felons can vote unless you're
1: pro-life. Exactly. Or unless you're a Republican. And it does beg the question. Right. If, right. if so, Democrats would be such advocates for felonies vote, how many felons are Republicans? How many violent felons? How many bank robbers? How many rapists? How many murderers? How many uh, how uh, it's a Democrat yeah. voting pool? Yeah,
0: I know. It's of course it is. <laughs> the, you, you, I mean, seriously, somebody ought to bring up in the uh, you, you know. Well, we're going astray here. I want to stay. I want to stay on the main on the main issue here. Uh, and, and since I'm the Christian on the show, Tom, uh, let me kick my fellow Christians a, a second. I know they'll forgive me. Um, <laughs> the, um, the the, the the, the, the number of pastors and, and people sitting in the pews who still think that there just is no need to get involved in any of this stuff. There's really no need to vote because they are citizens of a kingdom yet to come. Uh, there, there's no need to get in the rough and tumble of politics because it just makes everybody angry and Jesus wouldn't run for office. Um, and, 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 and by the way, while they say these things, you know, they they eliminate most of the heroes and heroines of the Bible who almost to a person are heroes or heroines because they got into government and gave unpopular advice to kings and tyrants and and so forth, you know, and sometimes died for their trouble. That would all have to be taken out of the Bible because it is one story after another that you are supposed to be as a Christian in the public life of everything happening in the country that God gave you the great blessing of allowing you to be born born in. Maybe if he had let you be born in communist China, you might have an excuse to hide in your house because to do anything, you could get your head cut off or or whatever, uh, but you were born in America, and you're treating this incredible gift God gave you to be a Christian born in America. You're you're, you're letting this gift be marred and and dented and and crapped in and so forth because you don't want to get your hands dirty getting in that dirty old politics thing. And what difference does it mean anyway? Well, in Europe they've got similar laws that stopped Christians from demonstrating outside of abortion clinics. But that wasn't enough. So then they uh, amended those laws to say you cannot pray outside of a clinic, even if you do it silently. So there have been now a number of well-publicized cases in multiple European country uh, countries where some just incredibly pushy Christian will go and stand across the street, just standing there, looking over on the other side of the street at an abortion clinic and lower their heads. And we there's videotape of policemen coming up to people doing this and saying, excuse me, ma'am, may I ask you what you're doing? I'm uh, standing here on the corner with my head bowed. Well, why is your head bow i i'm praying you're you're praying about what are you praying about that abortion clinic <laughs> well i don't I don't believe I need to tell you what I'm praying about That is what they're now facing. see this is the thing that's so this is like the well this is some something similar to to, to Jews in Europe in the 1930s that turned themselves into pretzels, trying to deny to themselves of course. What was headed their way? The evidence was everywhere, but it was impossible to accept the evidence because then it meant really bad things were going to happen to you unless you eventually fought back. Maybe you were going to still have really bad things to happen to you, but at least you would fight back. That's the road we're on, Tom. And it's it's really it's I don't want to say it's scary because what it makes me feel is just anger.
1: I want to punch somebody in the nose. Well, just make sure it's not me because no, I, no, I, 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 I wouldn't want to be punched in the nose. Um, shifting gears for a minute. We now have I think we're witnessing um, a political lie that is headed for the history books. After spending three years denying that there is or was a border crisis, Biden um, together with Democrats and a frightening number of Republicans wants to believe that the reason eight to perhaps 11 million illegal aliens have crossed into the country in the past three years, the illegal alien number, if you take the low number of seven million, would be the 11th largest state in the country. In other words, 39 states are smaller than the number of illegals that have crossed in the last three years. They want you to believe that all these migrants have flooded over the border because of Donald Trump, because of Republican intransigence. Mitch McConnell now tells uh, press gaggles, if only Donald Trump would step back, they could get a border deal. Here's my question, and it's rhetorical, of course. Why can't Biden close the border using the very same executive authority that he deployed to open the border? Via executive orders, he opened the border. Why can't he simply revoke those orders that he issued? Democrats have been more than clear for 40 years through action through deed they want open borders now it's the republicans who are keeping them from closing the border texas governor greg abbott the uh uh, uh texas rangers or whoever i guess it's some contingents of uh, the national guard are laying concertina the texas military right uh, yeah. uh laying concertina wire in eagle pass which was one of the Uh, major points of entry uh, from thousands a day to zero. It's been done. Uh, This is a crisis that I think is now far beyond the border itself. It's a crisis of, of manifold proportions, if you will. It's a crisis of national security, obviously. It's a crisis of domestic tranquility, public safety, a crisis of education, a dire threat to minorities, It's a labor crisis. It's a it's a national crisis of social order in general. And we have Republican leadership in the Senate and even Dan Henninger in today's Wall Street Journal. I was surprised because I'm <clears throat> normally uh, 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 in in almost embarrassing agreement with him, 999 Even Dan Henninger today in the Journal is arguing that it's, it's Republican obstruction that's preventing a border. We don't need a border deal. It's there. The president has the authority. He had the authority to revoke all of the measures which closed the border under Donald Trump. Why can't he simply use that same authority to revoke his previous orders? The whole thing is a sham. It is a
0: sham, Tom. And uh, Biden, when he was running, uh, made it very clear in the campaign. uh, He said it uh, numerous times that he thought at a bare minimum, the United States could accept two million migrants a year with no problem whatsoever. And people were going, oh, he probably just lost the election. Thank you, Joe Biden, for being so honest. He knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, He did it in the first days he took office. It was it was fulfillment of a promise that was important to him. Uh, the, um, the, you know, I I'm am saddened to hear that that Henninger wrote that column, but it's it's the Wall Street Journal, Tom. The Wall Street Journal has been advocating essentially for the free movement of people and money across borders for decades. They are the representative of the establishment wing of the Republican Party. And at least in part, over many, many decades – uh, the Republican Party bought into this stuff because their donor class and the people in the big corporations saw open borders as a convenient way to suppress the wages of American workers. It provided you with a constant influx of new people entering the country who would work for less than the blue collar worker that was born here and used to be able to provide for his family and send them to college by getting a good blue collar job in a steel mill or, you know, a, a lumber yard or in a brewery or, you know, wherever it was. All those jobs were sent to China and nobody shed a tear about it. Um, nobody cared. It wasn't their jobs. Uh, and then we started bringing in all this cheap labor to, to do the manual work that still needed done in America. You know, some wags have said that, you know, the, the elites of America, uh, you know what the professions are, Tom. They won't start getting concerned about the, uh, about the border until, uh, doctors and lawyers and engineers start pouring across the border to take their jobs for, uh, sub, Prevailing uh, salary rates Then it'll become uh, A national crisis Tom the, the the other thing about this So you know uh, McConnell probably has scores He feels he needs to settle with Trump Trump said
1: unpleasant things About him and so forth um, Can I Can I disagree with you for one quick second I don't think McConnell I, I don't think this is about the border at all It's about Ukraine
0: Well it it could be, except you can get a vote on Ukraine today. Just just put the bill up on Ukraine. See, he wouldn't do that because he'd lose the vote. I don't think he would lose it in the Senate. Oh, no, you're right in the Senate. Yeah, that's right. No, I did. But, but this brings me to, to something that jumped out at me. So Senator Rounds. Oh, what an idiot. Re-
1: well, what What an idiot.
0: Yeah. He's a Republican <laughs> senator from South Dakota and he's very frustrated that this deal's not going to go through, maybe. And he said, you know, I think I know what's behind this. You, you saw, you know what this is about, right? right. He goes, this is these people around the country, you know, the people that are calling his office from his state, these people around the country, you know, criticizing a bill they haven't seen. Why haven't they seen it, Senator? Because you and your colleagues won't release it. If it was so good, why won't you release it? So uh, all these calls and people saying they know what's in the bill. I think this is because of Russian propaganda. The Russians think they can stop the aid to Ukraine by stopping this border deal. Oh, my goodness, Tom. This is so this is the
1: uniparty. Do you you have to flunk an IQ test to be a a republican senator i mean it's stunning to me i saw this yesterday and i nearly fell out of my lounge chair this guy so now the whole russia business is bleeding into into republicans this was the democrat charade to delegitimize donald trump starting in 2016 they yes. haven't they haven't rid themselves of this insanity in eight years, and now it's bleeding over into allegedly conservative Republicans. You made a point the other day, one of the rare moments, you actually made a great point that <laughs> these. Well, I got to, you know, it's, it's a time of possession thing here, Bauer. Yes, um, no, you, you had a great point the other day that actually I'd never thought of. Some of that, the some of the what'd you a, say? A, a great point that I had never thought of. Okay. Some of the weakest Republican senators mm. happen to come from the staunchest, darkest red states, yeah. South Dakota, Oklahoma, uh, Kentucky. Well, Kentucky's a different story because it's um, not as stark red, but it's very, very conservative. Uh Kentucky Democrats are, are conservative, at least by today's standards. But um, I, I just don't. And you would never see that, Tom, in the Democrat Party.
0: You get a state like um, New York or Massachusetts. California or Massachusetts, you can bet your bottom dollar. That you're going to get if Karl Marx was alive, living in one of those states, it would be. I recognize Senator Karl Marx from the great state of New York. Uh, they will send the most left-wing person they can possibly
1: send to Washington. So well, how with, how how is it? I don't get because that because they love. And no, no, believe. no. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about us. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say. I, 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 I have listen. to admit. I got to admit that. Um, I really don't know anything about Senator Mike Rounds. Um, but if he wins a Republican primary in South Dakota, if he wins a Senate seat in South Dakota, I'm thinking the guy must be pretty conservative. So I don't I, I explain that to me in the Jim Lankford thing. I mean, Lankford's never impressed me as being <clears throat> a totem of strength. But are there is there a redder state than Oklahoma?
0: Yeah. You know, uh uh, I, I'm gonna. I, I will have to. I've worked with Senator Langford to pass. I'll, I'll uh, no doubt have to work with him in the future, and I hope uh, this unpleasantness uh, can be dealt with in a way that doesn't make that impossible. But I think part of it, Tom, and uh, just a part of it, is uh, its Christian identity. George Bush used to do this all the time. Um, you, you quote a few Bible verses, and you say Jesus is the most important person. In, in your life, uh, and and I believe that's true, with with uh, certainly with Senator the senator, uh, and for a, a lot of Christian voters, that will be the extent of what they need to know, uh, which is why that it took a while for them to warm up to Donald Trump, uh, because he, he was quoting two chronicles, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> called Second Chronicles, and that didn't help a lot. Um.
1: So, so it, So that's part of it. The other thing is there's a joke. When, can I, there's there there's a there's a joke here. Um, I know in Israel there's a um the tomb of Samuel which is right outside Jerusalem. It's on a hill. It's a I I'd call it a tourist site, but it's also a religious site. But the joke is, well, where's the Samuel? Where, where's where's the tomb for Samuel too? Where's the second <laughs> one? Where anyway? Go ahead. <laughs> that's that's good. Um. So the the other thing is when
0: you usually in these states don't have a serious Democrat opponent, uh, you know, these are these are uphill races for Democrats. So you can get away if if you're somebody running in these states with just staying on the generalities. You know, the you know, our border is a mess. And I promise you when I get to Washington, I'm going to do something about it. Well, Joe Biden's saying that right now, <laughs> you know, the border's a mess and I'm going to do something about it. They would only give me the power. You, you really have. That's why I said yesterday and I want to repeat it today. I, I, I wish I probably should tweet it out or whatever. I'm begging you, Senator good. you know, leave Washington and announce a town hall meeting yeah. in whatever city in Oklahoma you want to go to and beg the people that voted for you to take a moment, take an hour and come because you want to be sure you're on the same page they are on this issue. You know, this unique concept, you're going to represent the people of your state, not the Wall Street Journal editorial board. You're not going to try to, you know, play patty cake with Senator Schumer for the sake of the country.
1: Um, I I heard an explanation or an attempted explanation. I think it was Molly Hemingway, um, who's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. By the way, I adore her. I agree with everything she says, um, except about baseball, but that's a different matter. She said that that Republican leadership in the Senate is so detached. From their own grassroots, the the strategy here, Mitch McConnell's strategy, let me know if you agree with this or not, was so detached that he thought if he could find a super conservative senator like Jim Lankford to sponsor it, it would allay all of the conservatives' fears about getting duped again by Democrats.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah. Yes. You think that I, I think that I haven't heard Molly say that. And I agree with your your estimation of her. Uh, I think that's probably the extent to which.
1: Um, look, remember, how detached um, do you have to be? I don't. Do they remember? not read the news? Do they not watch Fox News? Do they not? Are they that detached from their voters? Uh <laughs> The answer is
0: this is, I think, the second question on this test. And and the answer is, is yes, they they are, Tom. Uh, The the, um, you know, this is why in 2015, when the notion that Donald Trump could actually get the nomination of the Republican Party and and run in the election was still being uh, laughed off as that's just insane. The big worry at the RNC at the time, Tom. I remember the first time this came up in a meeting I was in, uh, somebody from the RNC said to me, things look pretty good for, you know, for 2016 if it wasn't for the Trump thing. And I really wasn't that into it. I go, what do you mean the Trump thing? And he goes, well, Trump is making noises about running. And, uh, of course, he wouldn't get the nomination, but we're afraid that he might have enough money to run as a third party candidate, like a Perot thing. And I go, really? You know, but anyway, there was a poll in 2015. I forget who did it. They asked registered Democrats if you had to pick just one word to describe the party you're a member of, what would that word be? And the majority of Democrats said proud, proud, because the average Democrat knows their party will do whatever has to be done to advance the ball down the field. They asked Republicans the same question. What one word is a Republican comes to your mind when you think of your party? And the number one word that was selected was
1: betrayal. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say stupid, but.
0: No, but that's that's what the and that that's what Republican voters think. Tom, it goes all the way back to 1964. Now, I'm not saying it was a good idea that we nominated Barry Goldwater, but. Uh, back in uh, 63, in the 60s, a lot of Republican delegates were picked in caucuses, not in primaries. And I was in high school at the time, and I was, not shockingly, a Goldwater Person, and my fellow classmates would would come to school after Goldwater had lost some primary to Romney somewhere or whatever. And george go, george Fowler, when yeah, when are you gonna when are you gonna give it up, man? Nobody's voting for for Goldwater, and I said he he just got more delegates last night than than in the primary he would lost because in Oklahoma and South Dakota and in Utah they had their caucuses. And, and he swept all of them. Huh? What? Caucus? And that's how he got nominated. So what did the Republican establishment do? And, and of course, they had a good excuse because he, he experienced a crushing
1: defeat. There's Why no did, did way that anybody happened? would have beat Johnson 11 months after the Kennedy assassination. Right.
0: right. But they, they, uh, they started a, a massive effort to get rid of those caucuses so that the big money – would be what you had to get to win the primaries. You would have to be able to raise big money, and where do you raise the big money from? From the establishment donors to the Republican Party. Yeah, it's um, you know back on the way you you correctly started the show referring to this point about uh, Fox's love affair with common ground. Um, you, you know if if Fox started, and it would really be interesting. Uh, a segment called Irreconcilable Differences. (laughs) And they would have the best Democrat they could come up with and the best conservative they could come up with uh, once a week to come on the air and spend 10 minutes debating one of the probably two dozen irreconcilable differences we have in this country. And they are irreconcilable. Somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. And so if you walk around and you think the biggest problem in America is we are divided, then you are setting our side up for losing
1: because you're going to want to settle everything so we can be united again. Like North Korea or a totalitarian state. Those are state, those are countries. A lo- there's a lot of unity in North Korea because if yes. you're not part of the system, you end up in a concentration camp or your family is killed. One of the great strengths of democracy, one of the great strengths of a free people is the ability and the necessity to argue out the big points of life in your country. And if you can't do that or if the objective look in a in a in a big burgeoning free country like this, let's be honest. The only way you're going to get total unanimity is in the face of a national calamity like 9/11 or Pearl Harbor. And in the case of 9/11, we saw how long that unity lasted. That's not the kind of unity I want to see. I would like to see to, well, at least our side, because I think the other side is unfortunately very robust, very unequivocal, very unapologetic, and very passionately committed to their dangerous, soul-destroying ideology. I'd like to see us match that. That's all. Just match it. And then go at it like, uh, you, you know, you're studying to prepare, you're a lawyer, you're studying to prepare a, a a case you want to know the very best arguments of your side and you want to know the very best arguments of the other side. We get the best arguments of the other side. What we don't sometimes do- from our side. <laughs> 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 so, Tom, I think,
0: uh, you, you know, there were irreconcilable, there ultimately were irreconcilable differences in uh, the, the 1760s, right? And the 1850s. And the 1850s. There was one big irreconcilable difference. Can one man own another man? Uh, and horror of horrors, what had happened for that to be settled. Uh, that is similar to where we are today. And I actually am beginning to, to to edge closer and closer to the idea that the only way we can survive this is if both sides would agree that other on matters of what the federal tax rate will be, and what the foreign policy of the United States will be, uh, that all other things, what's going to be taught in the classroom, uh, y- you know, how we're going to organize ourselves, how we're going to deal with issues like abortion and so forth, marriage, et cetera, that that be left up to each individual state. And and that would mean the Democrats would have to, to promise or would be restrained from doing what they do every time they get power, which is use the incredible power of the federal government to browbeat, threaten and beat into submission states all over the union. Do, do not want 18 year old boys who are claiming their girls to go into people's uh, daughter's bathroom at school. Uh, do not want abortion to be available all nine months of the pregnancy. Uh, You know, if you want to do that in New York, we would say, New York, that's up to you. That I think otherwise um, we the the Democrats are not going to stop. The left is not going to stop. So we will either eventually completely surrender or there's going to be something
1: that resembles a, a permanent rift. Right. A, a great, a great sort. I think, uh, um, what's his name? The um, columnist for the light times. Very good. David Harsani, um says he's, yeah. he's working on a book now about the, the winnowing effect, the great sort that America uh, is sorting itself by States, according to, I hope I'm not misquoting him. Um, by states according to their, you know, political beliefs or ideology. I've got a confession Maybe to make. Maybe the
0: greatest Jewish nationalist out there, <laughs> right? I mean, a guy that believes as an American that national that nationalism by itself is not a danger. I mean, it's national socialism,
1: right? <laughs> you know, that's something else. Um, uh, n- nationalism. Um, I- <sighs> The notion that nationalism, per se, love of country, uh, commitment to defend homeland, is inherently evil. Uh, and the example always used is, is either Mussolini, who, by the way, was a hero of the American left until he aligned himself with Hitler, and Hitler himself. Um, what about British nationalism fighting Hitler? What about Russian nationalism fighting Hitler? Was that bad? Was British nationalism bad? Was American nationalism bad? The notion that something like that, and it does get into um, a a question I was going to raise with you at some point today, if we ever get there. Um, And that's this this Elon Musk neural uh, link ship, whatever that was implanted yesterday or that they announced yesterday. Um, They take words, the left. Take words that are uh, neutral in their meaning and they weaponize them. You know, uh, uh, this this uh, Gene Carroll uh, judgment against Donald Trump, 83 million dollars for defamation uh, because he denies Uh, having raped this woman in a Macy's department store changing room in 1991 or something like that, 35 years ago, and he responds to these allegations, no witnesses, no forensics, uh, didn't report the crime for decades, didn't tell anybody for decades, there's no way to prove or disprove any of this. The guy tries to defend himself by saying she's a liar, and he gets hit with the largest personal defamation judgment in American history. I, the, the one thing I'll th- that I think uh, we have going for us, and this is totally off point. When I say we, I mean Trump and Trump Nation and MAGA Nation. The one thing we have going for us is that Trump's enemies are now so kooky and crazy that it almost plays into our hands.
0: Well, you don't uh, agree with that. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that people are, are waking up about this. But uh, you, you know, this is uh, this is. The, by the way, this has been a tactic of the left for a long time. They've ridden the feminist wave. Uh, you know, I I've uh, uh, I, I've got two daughters. I've got uh, four granddaughters. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't want men assaulting them when they were when our my daughters were. You know, growing up or, you know, they're married now. I don't want a man to assault them. I don't want our, my granddaughters to be harmed or forbid, whatever uh, by a man or anybody else. Um, but what the left did was take a natural impulse that we want to protect women and, and, uh, our, and children. And they've weaponized it. Uh, you can go back to uh, uh, Clarence Thomas when they, you know, they, they thought they had him stopped uh, by uh, this woman, Anita Hill, that came forward and uh, said that he had said certain sexually su- suggestive things to her. Um, they, they tried to do it with Kavanaugh, uh, where you had a woman come out of nowhere that did not go to his high school. Uh, could find nobody that in no way could she prove that she had ever been in the same room with him. She had no witnesses to ever being in the same room with him. And she accused him of gang raping her uh, 30 years ago or 25 years ago, whatever it was, because they wanted to stop another conservative justice being on the Supreme court. And, uh, and so that, you know, Trump has, has had a few uh, questionable moments in his life and in his interactions with women. Uh, but I, I don't believe he has ever been shown to be, uh, you know, a billionaire does not have to get violent with a woman uh, yeah, in <laughs> I mean, a changing room <laughs> is ridiculous. But the, the, but the idea that he was hanging out in a changing room in Macy's across the street from, I think, one of his
1: his the headquarters or whatever. Uh, but um, the f- but the fact that he's marked for personal financial destruction because he disputes the allegation. He says it didn't happen. So if it didn't happen, the woman is not telling the truth. And someone who doesn't tell the truth, there's a noun for that, for, for something that is not true to be stated. There's a noun, and it's called a lie. So he calls her a liar. And he's hit with the largest personal defamation judgment in history. Yeah. Well, Tom, you know, she uh, I'm told I've read
0: uh, that she has accused multiple other men over the it. years. I wouldn't doubt it. Of the
1: same thing, I including would, Les Moonvez, the former president, president of CBS. CBS Viacom in the in the same changing room in Macy's or in a different department. Store? I, yeah, I think um, she hung out there. <laughs> <laughs> I got As as we run out of time, I got to bring this up. Confession time here on the Bauer and Rocha. I had never heard of Taylor Swift until about two months ago when one Zachary Bauer uh, started texting me about Taylor Swift. Now, he and I have gone back and forth. A couple of months ago is when I should have asked you this on the air because it would have uh, been a sweeter moment of of huge embarrassment for you. But my bet with Zach Bauer is that now be honest, Bauer, be honest, be honest. Okay. You promise to be honest. I I do, but I'm going to disappoint you, Tom. Of course I knew when, how long ago had you heard who
0: she was? I, I got a birth announcement when she was born. (laughs) I followed Taylor Swift. Most of my adult life, (laughs) <laughs> no, serious. Look, I, I had not heard Look of her. I, it. Come on. You know what? You need to quit sitting around all night long reading the same Churchill book over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: no. Anyway, I, I, I got to get into this because, again, this is almost it. It It's the same pattern as the border uh, discussion, the capitulation, the. Um, The left is now spinning up this whole narrative that the right is obsessed with a Taylor Swift psyop uh, a program. The New York Times today big story about it. Um, Republicans better not fall in the trap. What? Tra- what? Are, what are they talking about? Because Vivek makes some st- comment. He was clearly joking. Vivek was clearly joking when he said she's a Russian. Yeah, what did he say? I mean, it was it was clearly a joke. He was well, laughing as he said it. I-, I don't follow
0: Vivek as closely as I do Taylor Swift, so I'm not <laughs> sure I know the quote. <laughs> <laughs> you 're referring to but but I am concerned yeah you know, there 's some polling on this that uh, she 's going to endorse very very formally Biden, and I believe they will be able to use that to get eighteen uh, year olds
1: uh, to get young young people to to vote she um, had i mean there was something that and i 'm pushing back because Uh, You and your son need to discuss this because he's all over the fact that we're making a huge mistake talking about her. We're making a huge mistake falling into their trap. But the trap is one they created. So if there's any. um, Look, I don't know. I literally had not heard of her until a couple of months ago. She doesn't. As I'm far from an expert, I don't think I could pick her out of a police lineup except for all the shots at you know, at, at Kansas City Chief games. She doesn't appear to me. To be all that flamboyant about her politics, she wasn't. I, I mean, I the the Biden endorsement in 2020 um, wasn't one of these in unhinged, crazy left wing. I think she posed in a picture with some Biden cookies or whatever. I mean, uh, uh, the the notion that um, she's everything that's wrong with popular culture. Look, she's you have to compare like with like. Um, I don't know that it's fair to compare her with, um, you know, your average, everyday, hardworking, evangelical Christian family. you got to compare her against her type, which is pop star, megalomania. Um, she's not all tatted up. She doesn't have dyed hair. She doesn't have safety pins, you know, coming out of her nose. Um, she doesn't seem to call all that much attention to herself when she's not... On stage, she's not all that trampy. Um, she, she, no, I, I agree with all that, and I think I think we should stop obsessing uh, about her.
0: In if there is anybody obsessing about her, because I think it plays right into the idea that conservatives are old fuddy duddies right? That wear sticks in the mud or something. Yeah, I we mean, don't like fun. Uh, she, she, I would prefer not to have my fun yeah you know, during my football game but <laughs> but then i live in a city with no football team right well that constables.
1: makes that that, that makes two of us. I'm from uh, Indianapolis, and uh, we have an amateur football team.
0: We get a first-round uh, draft choice this year. I recommend that the, that, uh,
1: the, the Washington Commanders draft her. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, as we wrap up, and, and maybe we ought to devote more time to this on another show, because I know you have very strong feelings about it. I have very strong feelings about it as well, but my strong feelings are toward total ambivalence. Elon Musk just announced – Um, the first implantation of a Neuralink chip which is wonderful Well, it sends out just what it does which I didn't really understand it sends out uh, brain signals to an app that can decode the data and then translate it into actions meaning you can control apps with your thoughts now people who are paralyzed might be able to communicate people who are blind might be able to see people who Our deaf might be able to hear. Um, It's the kind of technology that could just help immensely. And on the other hand, it also might be the technology that turns us into, um, you know, cyborgs from from a Star Trek fame or robots or enable uh, malignant actors to hack into our identities. It's it's like all other kinds of technology. It's it's. And it's ambivalent or morally neutral, and totally dependent upon how it's used. Well, see, I agree with everything you just said, but the problem
0: is, we we don't have any evidence that technology that we live in a, at a time and in a society in a country in which our moral co- core is strong enough to prevent technology from being used. From serving some nefarious purpose a thousand percent what was, what was
1: Churchill's line our advancement in technology is not consistent with our advancement in morality yeah no I mean, no no, no. He, our, our, our advancement in technology far outpaces our advancement in morality that's what well and he, he said something else you know that uh,
0: we'll fight them on the, the sea we'll fight them in the, we'll you know, and and if if all of that uh, doesn't work uh, the the new world, uh will okay. come and, uh you know, and, and save us. But it, I think it was in that same speech that he referred that were f- that they were facing a danger made worse by perverted Correct. science. And that is the time we are living in. We have scientists telling us that a man can be trapped in a woman's body or that a man can get pregnant. We are even on the thing that we're very comfortable with, Tom. I mean, we're doing podcasts, you know, and uh, how many times a day do we Google things, right? Google is setting searches in a way that ends up directing how a person thinks about an issue. And this has actually been studied. They took a group of people that felt a conservative way about a particular issue. And they asked them to write um, uh, an essay about it after doing a little research by Googling things about it. And by the time they were done doing the research, all of them had moved to the left on the issue because of the things that came up and the things that did not come up in their research. Um, you People are, I, yeah, I just recently have been finding out more and more about geofencing, which is the, you know, every time you're walking around with a phone, wherever you are, that phone connects to the nearest, uh, cell tower, tower. And so, um, computers are capturing where you and your phone are at that moment. And then when you walk another four blocks and you're now closer to another uh, tower, uh, it contracted. You are now there, which is what the federal government did to capture uh, ultimately the names of everybody that was within a couple of miles of Capitol Hill on January 6th. but you can use this for marketing. I, w- I was talking to somebody yesterday that said, Gary, you could, um, you, you could geofence, um, the cell phone numbers of everybody that was around a mega church every Sunday between the hours of nine and 11. And you could then pretty well guess that those are probably people that are attending that mega church. And you could then send messages to them on their phone from a political entity
1: using Christian terms to get them to vote for a liberal candidate. China has been doing this for years. We all know about their social credit score. Well, this this is exactly what they do. They use uh, technologies, tools like geofencing to impact a person's social credit score. Uh, They've got. Almost one billion closed circuit cameras all over the country. So they're basically able to track every single human being in real time and aggregate all that data into one massive totalitarian uh, database and system where any cop or any person in authority anywhere in the country can immediately call up the whereabouts, the instant w- real time whereabouts of anybody else in a country of one and a half billion people. That's where yeah. we're going here.
0: Yeah. And they're massively collecting data from all over the world, which is also interesting. Um, you know, we, uh, th- th- this flap was a couple of years ago. Uh, it was discovered that, uh, communist China had, by using several shadow or basically fake corporations, were buying places in Europe and the United States where you would go to give blood samples or DNA samples because you wanted to do a, a genealogical research or you were going for a pregnancy test. And that
1: data was being sent back to servers in communist China. Oh, sure. I mean, they boast about it. They brag about it. The Beijing, we're way out of time, but the you know—the Beijing Public Safety Bureau boasts that uh, every inch of the city is monitored by state-of-the-art surveillance cameras and they can account for all 11 million residents of Beijing at any instant in real time. And that's just their domestic... Uh, uh, uh data gathering capability and they're extending it all over the world and we are way over time because Bauer talks too much.
0: Yeah, and uh and you spent too much time trying to stop me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask you who's gonna win the Super Bowl, but that's for next week. Yeah. Uh um, well of course with the fix is in, right? Kansas City's obviously gonna win because of Taylor and uh Travis Kelsey. By the way, yeah, Travis I Kelsey,
0: Mike's actually hoping
1: for a Detroit-Baltimore.
0: Yeah, World well, not ball.
1: For some reason, I I mean Super Bowl. Yeah, I just can't stand the Ravens. There's something about Lamar Jackson. Uh,
0: but now I've got to root for uh, Kansas City because I can't. I can't. I know. I can't root for San Francisco Democrats.
1: Well, but the, what they, about they got a coach? What that's about Tommy? That's right. But what about Christian McCaffrey, who's the greatest running back in a decade? I mean, that guy is, and I love his first name, but. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I just, I mean, this Travis Kelsey makes Gronk look like Alistair Cook. I, <laughs> um, and for those of you uh, under the age of uh, 60, look it up, Alistair yeah. Cook. Anyway, we're out of time. Have a great weekend. God bless. Yes. And uh, love to Carol. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. God bless.